1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Imagine, in everything, in good times and in bad times, we are commanded to give thanks. The stark and exciting reality is what appears to be the bad times can be transformed by born-again childlike faith into the best of times. Even death itself is transformed into victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 54-57 So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How marvelous and glorious is the transforming power of faith in Christ Jesus. I have noticed that the typical Christian's prayer life, in which I have participated, is petition-heavy and praise-light. We need to reverse that order, to praise heavy and petition light. Even when we bring our petition, we must bring it with praise. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God inhabits the praise of his people, and where there is the presence of God, there is every good thing. Even darkness is transformed into the greatest light, and everything give thanks. This transforming power is released by the faith of the born again, and such a magnificent ability it is. Are you born again, born a literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Will today be the day you inherit the ability to turn all your gray skies blue? Will today be your new beginning, free of all sin, shame, and Satan's bondages? You are in the valley of decision. Choose Christ. Choose praise. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Hebrews 11, verse 3, Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Man said, My life is mine own. I owe no debt to anyone, especially the God of the Bible. I do my own thing. I am bold. I am man. Now the record. All the bold and brash talk, all the hard speeches, all the vain thoughts come crashing down when the white coats say, Set your house in order. You have two weeks to live. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 874 that will once again certify the full supernatural inerrancy of God's Word, the majority text Holy Bible. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio 
for the edification of the blood-bought and his ammunition in the battle for the souls of the fallen sons of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Be sure to take advantage of these powerful features. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so easy and quick. Number three, imagine you can download nearly 330 hours of God said, man said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Thank you for honoring us with your company. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. God's word is the absolute truth. Carnal academia rejects this premise vehemently. Their claim is that there is no absolute truth, and they especially reject anything found in the Bible. In the field of science, they actually revel in their error. You'll often find on God said, man said the following principle. Man's truth of yesterday is debunked by his truth of today, and his truth of today will be debunked by his truth of tomorrow. The reason for this phenomenon is simple. Man's carnal truth is not truth. God's word, on the other hand, never changes, for that is the very nature of truth. Contrary to the popular doctrine of a God of tolerance, some are shocked that God has zero tolerance for all other positions. 2 plus 2 equals 4, and 3.99 just won't do no matter how eloquent the presentation. Truth knows no opinion. John fourteen six, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Of Christ, Revelation nineteen thirteen says, and his name is the word of God. God's word is the truth. This is part seven in the series, Undeniable Proof, Every Jot and Every Tittle. These features are fashioned like the original God Said, Man Said Proof series, where in rapid order, biblical statements are cited, and then third-party certifications are supplied. Saints, be of good cheer. God's word is true, and it is righteous all together. God Proof number 86 Deuteronomy 23, verses 12 through 14. Thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whither thou shalt go forth abroad. And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and it shall be, when thou wilt ease thyself abroad, thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back, and cover that which cometh from thee. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy." that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. Thousands of years before man begins to understand an issue, surprisingly to many, God has already staked out his position, declaring wisdom that only the Creator could know. God said, bury, but man in his infinite wisdom said, flush it. Pollution microbiologist Joan B. Rose at the University of South Florida is clearing up the confusion over the source of fecal dung viruses tainting coastal waters and some shellfish. The article in Science News discussing her work is titled Viruses, Just a Flush Away. It is said that 90% of the Florida waters tested showed a presence of fecal viruses, usually at low concentrations. 
The germs have been linked to gastroenteritis and also to flu-like symptoms, earaches, and heart disease. Imagine human viruses flushed into the water and passed through the kitchen spigot. In June 2000, an article in the U.S. News & World Report titled The Sickening Sewer Crisis said each year an estimated 400,000 American basements experience the backup of raw sewage and municipal sanitary sewers overflow 40,000 times, dumping potential deadly pathogens into our streets, waterways, and beaches. In just eight months, San Diego reported raw sewage spillage of 34 million gallons, and the small town of Fort Pierce, Florida, reported spillage of 8 million gallons. Guess what follows the sewage? Rats. Big disease-laden rats. Dead zones are what they are being called. The world has 58 known dead zones, and 13 of them are off the coast of the United States. These dead zones are swaths of sea, a void of life, and they are expanding. The cause of dead zones is fertilizer and sewage runoff, which feeds the runaway growth of algae. As the huge quantities of algae plants die, they decompose, drawing the water's oxygen. Fish can escape the oxygen-starved waters, but creatures such as mussels, lobsters, clams, etc., they cannot. They just die. Robert Diaz of the Virginia Institute of Marine Science predicts a doubling of dead zones in the next decade unless something is done. He claims that half of all American estuaries are oxygen-starved. 1999 fish testing in Lake Erie told an ugly tale. Penn State's Eric Obert, who heads the region's Sea Grant program, an arm of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, examined 50 fish from the bay and found that 80% had skin tumors. Two years later, of 110 bullheads examined, 61% had skin cancer and 22% had liver tumors. Since then, the percent of affected fish has dropped significantly, and researchers are trying to establish why. There is a very strong suggestion that the good news is a product of the millions of dollars Erie has spent in its attempt to remedy a long history of industrial sewage and municipal sewer overflows that went directly into the lake. Imagine, in certain regions of the United States, tourists are directed not to drink the water. Today, big business is selling bottled drinking water. Fifty years ago in America, such a business would never have succeeded. End of quotes. God said, bury your waste. God proof number 87, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them, and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. God's law found in the first five books of the Bible, which were penned by Moses, was an overall document for nation-building. All of the laws and the organization necessary to develop a healthy, and happy society are found on its pages. When the Israelites prepared to cross over the river Jordan to possess their promised land, they were instructed to kill all the inhabitants. The inhabitants of Canaan land were sorely perplexed. Their options, if they lost the battle, were certain death, 
or one could imagine them participating in a serious refugee crisis fleeing their homes and land. How could a God of love have given such a brutal commandment? Canaanites were idol worshippers, and their social habits would have infested their population with deadly and at that time incurable sexually transmitted diseases such as syphilis, gonorrhea, and much more. Israel could not intermingle with this population without bringing this devastating plague into their own homes. God was nation-building. Zero tolerance was required. God proof number 88. Deuteronomy 11, verses 8 and 9. Therefore shall ye keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that ye may be strong, and go in and possess the land, whither ye go to possess it, and that ye may prolong your days in the land, which the Lord swear unto your fathers, to give unto them and to their seed a land that floweth with milk and honey. Isn't it amazing that every time God makes a directive, man stakes out a position against it? Milk is very highly endorsed by God. Consequently, Man has aggressively opposed it. Man has successfully typecast milk, more directly milk fat, as a health boogeyman. New evidence, which is outlined later, makes it clear that we've been led astray again. Without milk fat, the body cannot assimilate the milk's calcium. Consequently, those drinking skim milk are not getting the calcium they thought they were. Today, a relatively modern epidemic is the one called osteoporosis, which is brittle bone disease. Are you beginning to see linkage between man's choice of skim milk and this dread disease? Dr. Holda Clark, a famous naturalist and author, weighed in concerning milk in her 604-page book titled The Cure for All Diseases. She recommends three cups of milk a day with at least 2% butterfat. The doctor said it takes bile to make calcium absorbable, Yet milk with less than 2% butterfat does not trigger the gallbladder to empty its bowel at mealtime. Note that fat in milk is necessary if the calcium is to be absorbed into the body's bones. The doctor says even calcium tablets are no substitute for whole milk. Dr. R.C. Sprong, with the Department of Nutrition, Quality, and Safety at Nizzo Food Research in the Netherlands, said concerning new research, there was some evidence that milk may protect against bacterial infections, and it's already known that some kinds of fatty acids can kill bacteria. So we wanted to look at the positive effects of milk fats. The researchers prepared special Petri dishes to mimic the highly acidic environment of the human stomach. Then to ensure that any findings would reflect the actions of the milk, and not just the specially prepared dishes, they did a test run on all the bacteria without the milk, just about all the bugs survive. Next, they grew bacterial colonies on the special Petri dishes and watched what happened when they added the milk components. Although it worked better on some than others, the overall effect was fairly dramatic. The bugs died. Listeria and Campylobacter were most sensitive uh, to the isolated milk products, while E. coli and Salmonella were less sensitive, says Sprong. Because it contains higher concentrations of the key components, full-fat milk may be more protective than skim milk, says Sprung. But the message is not just to drink more high-fat milk. Dr. Greg Miller of the National Dairy Council said, These researchers were looking at the same isolate levels that you'd get from drinking a glass of whole milk. So he says, given the potential benefits, if you're looking to maintain a low-fat diet, 
you might want to cut the excess from an area other than milk. New research from the Department of Nutrition at the University of Tennessee found that the more milk products such as yogurt or cheese people consume, the leaner they are. The research has also found that a regular diet of yogurt, two cups daily, caused blood pressure to drop, end of quotes. God promised milk and honey. God proof number 89, Deuteronomy eleven twenty six through 28. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which ye have not known. Those looking for proof need look no further than the results of disobeying the word of God. A global field study has been ongoing since the beginning of time, and the empirical data pouring in is staggering. The results for the disobedient are less than bleak. Every commandment of God is perfect and true. Because of this, inherent within each is a blessing or curse. Obey God's commandment and enjoy the blessing of doing the right thing. Disobey and suffer the curse of doing the wrong thing. It really is that simple. Example, God commands against sexual relationships outside the marriage bed. Man has disobeyed God's word, and today, 110 million U.S. inhabitants have sexually transmitted diseases. 81 million have genital warts and lesions. Shall I continue? Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Data from the field study is in. God proof number 90. Deuteronomy 12, verse 32, and then Revelation 22, 18 and 19. What things soever I command you, observe to do it, thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. Now Revelation. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. The commandments of God are the inerrant truth. They are divinely perfect. When you add or diminish, the perfect becomes imperfect. No matter how small it might appear, the little leaven leavens the whole lump. God proof number 91, Deuteronomy chapter 16, 18 and 19. Judges and officers shalt thou make thee in all thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee throughout thy tribes, and they shall judge the people with just judgment. Thou shalt not rest judgment, thou shalt not respect persons, neither take a gift, for a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise, and pervert the words of the righteous. Will the gift blind the eyes and pervert decisions and the words of judgment? The answer is obviously yes. A simple look at the U.S. political and judicial, judiciary system excuse me, testifies to this fact. God proof number 92, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God created all that is visible out of the invisible. Romans 1.19 and 20. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Everything you see and touch was created by the invisible God out of that which is invisible, 
with his words. Many scientists are initially perplexed when they discover that the smallest building blocks of life are particles that deny Newtonian materialistic explanations. It is at this juncture that the theory of quantum physics is employed. Keep firmly in mind that you and everything you see have been spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by the words of God. Everything is made out of God's words. If this biblical principle is true, then we should find evidence everywhere, and we do. Today's scientific minds continue to confirm the word of God that was written thousands of years ago, secrets that only the Creator Himself could know. Bruce H. Lipton, Ph.D., a stem cell biologist who taught at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine, performed pioneering studies at Stanford University, and authored and co-authored numerous books, made some telling statements in his book, The Biology of Belief. We've listed the following excerpts for your perusal. Excerpt number one. No, there has not been a printing mistake. Atoms are made out of invisible energy, not tangible matter. So in our world, material substance, matter, appears out of thin air. Kind of weird when you think about it. Here you're looking, uh, here you're holding this physical book in your hands, yet if you were to focus on the book's material substance with an atomic microscope, you would see that you are holding nothing. Excerpt number two. Fortunately, leaders in the field, such as Johns Hopkins University physicist Richard Kahn Henry, are addressing the misperceptions about the perceived primacy of the material world. Henry offered an elegantly simple definition on the true nature of the universe. The universe is immaterial, mental, and spiritual. Live and enjoy. The invisible God who is true light, 1 John 1 verse 5, who is the ultimate source of all energy, created all physical matter out of his invisible energy. Welcome aboard, science. God said, proof number 93. Note how Proverbs 8, 22 through 30 speaks of wisdom. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or even the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment. When he appointed the foundations of the earth. Then I was by him. As one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight. Rejoicing always before him. That's God speaking about wisdom. God does not do magic. God created all things out of the invisible with his wisdom and understanding. Science, specifically quantum science, is beginning to understand. Dr. Gary Schwartz is a professor of psychology, medicine, neurology, psychiatry, and surgery at the University of Arizona and director of its Laboratory for Advances and consciousness and health. After receiving his doctorate from Harvard University, he served as professor of psychology and psychiatry at Yale University, director of the Yale um, Psychophysiological Center, and co-director of the Yale Behavioral Medicine Clinic before moving to Arizona in 1988. He has published more than 
400 scientific papers and co-edited 11 academic books. He is the author of The Afterlife Experiments and The Truth About Medium and co-author of The Living Energy Universe. The book The G.O.D. Experiments, written by Schwartz and Simon, records. In a most remarkable series of recent studies, William Tiller, Professor Emeritus from Stanford University and his colleagues, have been documenting how mental intentions can be imprinted in an electronic device that then alters the structure of systems even when the devices are shipped and tested thousands of miles from where they were imprinted. In my favorite example, Tiller and colleagues have the devices imprinted with the intention that the pH of water will be increased. They then ship the devices, along with control devices not imprinted with intention, across the country for blind testing in a laboratory. The imprinted devices, when placed near water, produce an alteration in the pH of water as recorded by a computer. The control devices do not. Tiller proposes that the mind is the original and ultimate organizing process. This parallels what the physicist Gerald L. Schroeder, Ph.D., author of The Science of God, proposes in the quote that introduces this chapter. These are indeed paradigm-shifting experiments whose implications change our visions of everything, end of quote. Dr. Schwartz said he quoted physicist and author Dr. Gerald L. Schroeder at the beginning of the chapter, from which we lifted the excerpt above. Dr. Schroeder's statement follows. Changing one's paradigm is not easy. Millennia passed before humankind discovered that energy is the basis of matter. It may take a few more years before we prove that wisdom and knowledge are the basis of and can actually create energy, which in turn creates matter. End of quote. God does not do magic, but created all that you see with words, words laden with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Science once again is knock, knock, knocking at heaven's door. On the other side of that door, they'll find the children of faith. God told us how he did it. God tells us how to do it. Imagine God's words create and change physical things. Fill your mind and body with God's creation words. Be transformed. God's word is the foundation of all that is true. Satan's detractors have thoroughly challenged every jot and every tittle and have thoroughly failed. You can be confident that God's word is the foundation upon which to build a life that will last forever. Be of good cheer, saints. Your childlike faith will not be disappointed. God said, Hebrews 11, verse 3, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Proverbs 3.19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Man said, My life is mine own. I owe no debt to anyone, especially the God of the Bible. I do my own thing. I'm bold. I'm a man. Now you have the record.